Now, we're just going to have a lot of fun here tonight. I um, would like to have Sister Grand, if she would, to come and sit over here by Carlin. I may need her to play. I'm not for sure what we're going to do. We're just going to have fun, though. You know what? It's fun to come to church, isn't it? It is a lot of fun to be in the house of God. A lot of fun to be in the house of God. How many of you enjoy going to church? Praise God. How many of you like the word of the Lord? Praise God. I like preaching. Praise God. Quite often I dream about preaching. I literally, I dream I was preaching. I'm telling you. Now, a lot of people sleep in church, and I did hear about a preacher one time that dreamed he was preaching. He woke up and found out he was. He was behind the pulpit. <clears throat> some uh, some messages can get boring. <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 1, and would you stand with me? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you, it was great to come in this morning and see people standing all around in the back. It really was. We did not break any records this morning. I think we had 308 in Sunday school. Recently, we had 327. Pretty soon, we will have this place totally packed. Praise God. I believe that, don't you? Praise God. Good to see Laura here tonight. Laura's been in the hospital. And we've been praying for her. She's still in the hospital. Well, she's not right now, but she checked out long enough to come to church. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And you may be seated. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about running to win. Praise God. I used to run a lot. I don't run now. And probably most of you figured that out. I promised myself after the service this morning I was going to lose a lot of weight. I had a couple of young guys to come up and make reference to my stomach. I said, Brother Grant, wasn't that cruel? And then my son John came out and he says, a little boy came up to me and asked me who I was. And I said, you can't guess? Most people think John and I look alike. And the little boy says, no. And then John went back like this and said, now guess. <laughs> the sad part about it was he guessed. <clears throat> so I have spent all day uh, repenting and... Uh, I am not a, a big eater, seriously. If you don't believe it, just ask me over to your house for supper. <clears throat> Somebody asked me, you know, people, and we, this, this really fits into this message, su- surprisingly. Some, someone, we always have people that they want to know what's a sin, you know. They said, is it a sin to eat too much? And then someone asked me, will a person go to hell if they eat too much? I said, well, I don't know about that, but they might go to heaven a lot faster. <clears throat> like one, one person wanted to know, is it a sin to smoke a cigarette? Will one cigarette send me to hell? That's what the one man said. Well, I don't know that one cigarette will send you to hell. It might make you smell like you've been there. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> 
<clears throat> I'll tell you, we're going to have fun tonight. <clears throat> now what I have to do in order to preach this message the way that I need to preach it, I have to have a team of people to help me. Now, do we have anyone that has a stopwatch? Okay, look at the stopwatches. Let me see how many stopwatches we have. Okay, Glenn has one, Jeff has one. Do we have anyone that has a stopwatch that knows how to use it? <laughs> All right, Brother Jeff, I want you to come up here. Brother Jeff, now you're going to have to bring a chair with you. You can get the chair that you... So when you go back, nobody will get your seats. All right, we need... Now, what I need, I need someone that's, that is very fair in judgment. How many of you are just totally unbiased? You, you know, okay, look at all the hands. I'm telling you. I mean, it doesn't make any difference who it is. If it's your boyfriend or your mother or your worst enemy. No, you can't, Brother Jeff. You've got to bring it up here and sit. Right up here, okay? Right up in here. Now, do we have anybody that's, that's totally unbiased? Now, okay, now, put your hand down. I'll keep adding to this. Now, do we have anyone that's totally unbiased that knows how to cut rope and tie knots? Now, look at the hands. Now, some of you raise your hand now, and you didn't have your hand up before. Now, please understand, I said that's totally unbiased, and yet you know how to cut rope and tie knots. Now, you don't have to have a rope. I have a rope. Where's my rope? Okay. I have a big, long rope in here. This is one that we use for hauling hay. And then I have a knife that's got stow on it. This is compliments of Brother Rich Thomas. It's nice and sharp, at least the small blade is. Okay, now someone that knows how to, to, to be the judge, but you also know how to cut rope and tie knots. Let me ask you, do we have anybody here that knows how to cut ropes and tie knots real good, but you are not for sure if you're unbiased or not? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I'm telling you. <clears throat> well, let me just, uh, let me let me go on down the line a little bit. Do we have anyone here that can run the 100-yard dash? Le no, wait, hold it a minute. Most of you can get there. You don't know what I'm going to say. How many of you can run the 100-yard dash in less than 10 seconds? Now, Rich Thomas, <laughs> I know better than that. <clears throat> Do, I mean, really, let me ask, who's the fastest runner we have in this building? Glenn is... Minty? All right. Jason? Jason, let me ask you. Jason, can you run the 100-yard dash in 10 seconds or less? You don't think so? What can you run it in? Oh, you can run it faster than 11. I could run the 100-yard dash in 11 seconds when I was 11 years old. We grew up. I said when I was 11. Not 11 minutes. I could. <clears throat> 11 seconds. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> let's see. Well, let's see. Where's, where's Minty? How, Minty, how fast can you run the 100-yard dash? 13 seconds. All right. Do we have anybody can beat? Uh, Jason says 11. Then. How, anybody can beat Jason? All right, Jason, you're elected. Bring your chair up here. You sit on the other side. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> now, does anybody want to want to challenge him? We got a lot of people who want to challenge you. Okay. <clears throat> now, please understand. Now, we don't have much of a track in here, do we? Somebody will get run over. That's exactly right. Oh, we didn't get our judge, did we? All right. So what we're going to do, we're going we're to get two people, one to tie knots, 
Who's, who's real good at tying knots, okay? I see a lot of... Craig Rossing, all right? Craig, come up here, okay? Craig Rossing has been elected. Bring your chair. Now remember, every knot you tie will be tied around someone. It has to be untied. <clears throat> Just keep that in mind. I've got a couple of ropes that are out in my pickup truck or in the van. And I didn't bring them in here because they have some knots tied in them. And I'm not for sure if Craig or Jeff tied them, but they're in there and I cannot untie them. So, all right, now we need a judge. We need someone that is extremely fair and honest, mature. Boy, look at the hands, all right? I think what we need to do is put a lady up here, don't you think so? All right, okay. All right, we will eliminate then all of the guys. And so we need a, a lady. How many of you ladies are totally fair and honest, okay? All right, Sister Carla has, has had her hand up for a long time. Come on up, Carla, if you will. Bring your chair. All right, bring your chair, all right? Now, oh, you guys didn't bring your Bible. This is preaching. You know, <clears throat> well, what you're going to have to do, you're just going to have to trust that, that what I am saying is true. Okay, just sit right there. Okay, here's the rope, and here's my knife. You, what I want you to do is just, you'll be cutting this rope in some pieces. Okay, here's the knife. He probably has one sharper than this, but we want to use the stow knife. <clears throat> All right. Now what we're going to do? We are going to run tonight. Oh, let's see. Oh, you have you you have one too, and you have the stopwatch. All right. Now, <clears throat> what I'd what I'd first like to do? We want to see how fast Jason can run around the, the building. Uh, we have to do this, you know. <clears throat> now. I don't know what the distance is around the building. If someone would count the tile in the ceiling from here back and through the middle aisle and over across, it's 40 feet wide, so we'll go 80 feet. That's a little bit long this way, and it's probably 60 that way. 60 and 60 is 120 and 80. It's 200 feet. Now, what we're going to do, am I pretty close? 100-yard dash is 300 feet long. Now, you have to make four corners. You have 10 seconds to get around this. Okay? Now, now, Carla's job is to make sure that there are no violations in this. All right? Now, Carla is going to say, on your mark, get set. And go, all right? Get right out in the center and face this way. We'll run counterclockwise. All right? All right. You're going you're gonna to watch, okay? You can stand right up here and watch and make sure that he does this. Stand right up here. Okay. And now, now Jeff, okay, is going to keep time, all right? He's pulling his shoes off, but keep in mind now, that sometimes it can be slippery. All right. Now, <clears throat> all right. Carla's just going to tell him when to go. On your mark, get set, go. That's what she's going to say. All right. And she's going to watch and make sure that uh, that you're going around. The, the outside aisle, through the center aisle, back around, back around, and back to here. All right? Just around on the outside, okay? we got to turn this one on. Carla's got to have a mic, see? She did not know. No, you have to have a mic. Okay. On your mark, get set, 
Go. Stop. Nine seconds. Let's give him a hand. Very good. Very good. Now, do we have anyone that feels they can beat him? Look at the hands. We'd be running races all night long. <laughs> Anybody here feels they can make it faster than nine seconds? I'm going to, okay, Dave Weekly, we're going to have him. <laughs> he raised his hand. Jackie, would you push him? <clears throat> okay, he's going <clears> to, <throat> he's not going to try. He's backed out. All right. I want to tell you now, I don't know if anybody could, could beat him or not. Nancy, you think you can beat him? Where is she? Where, where is she anyway? I don't even see her. Oh, raise your hand. You must be. Can, can you beat him? Can you beat nine seconds? You don't have on the proper attire. I'm not for sure he has either. Now we're just okay. Jeff Vaughn. Now, now any other runners than the one that I've chosen? And this is just for fun. You want to try it, brother Jeff? You want to see what you can run? If you can, I know your wife can. <laughs> I want to tell you, you're going to have to pull off your shoes and really stoop if you beat if you beat him. Oh, you got to pray. Would you bow your heads in prayer right now? <laughs> no, you don't have to take your shoes off. You've got good traction there. Are you ready? On your mark, get set, go. He got off to a slow start. He's eleven hundredths of a second over. Boy, I'm telling you, you got to give him a good hand for that. All right. Now, Carl, you can be seated just for a second. You keep the mic, okay? You will need the mic. This is this is so very very important. Now, what I'd like for you to do is turn to Hebrews the tenth chapter, and there is a scripture that I'd like to read in your presence. I'm not even for sure now I have the right scripture. I'm sorry, it's Hebrews the ninth chapter. Hebrews the ninth chapter, verse 20 through 22. Now, this is a very, very important scripture. Verse 20 says, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoyed unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission of sins. Now notice, the Bible doesn't say that everything is purged with blood or sprinkled with blood. And the reason why is because that there are some things that are just simply not a sin unless you make them sinful. They're just not. They're not sinful unless you make them sinful. Now, if you notice what we did in Hebrews 12, we read this scripture. Hebrews 12, the Bible talks about people who run. Now, this is what it says. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, in the cloud of witnesses that's spoken of, in Hebrews 12, there are 
there are different witnesses that are mentioned. But we know that Jesus is here tonight. We also believe that we have angels present in this building. And then we also know that the saints of God are here. And so you're going to witness a race under various circumstances. All right? Now, the first thing he talks about, he said, let us lay aside every weight. Now, notice he differentiates every weight, and then he talks about later the sin. A sin is a transgression against the law of God. But a weight is one of those things that was not sprinkled by blood because it's not under the category in which you call it a sin. But it is something that can hinder your walk with God. Now, I suppose we could start out by saying that the biggest excuse that, excuse that you will find in the world relative to church attendance comes from the world itself. And most people say, I'm just too tied up. I can't really come. Just too busy. Did you know that a lot of people hold down two jobs? They really do, and it's difficult. It really is. <clears throat> now, every spring and then going into the summer, we play softball. Uh, we have a softball team. I, I, I have had some concerns about this, unfortunately. Uh, Sunday is the time in which most people have off, so our softball team plays on Sunday afternoon. Now, I tell the men, if you're going to play... Or the people, it's not just for men, some of the ladies will like to play, some of the sisters, they can. And we've had some to do that. Uh, we want you to adopt the motto, though, if you don't pray, you don't play. I think that's, that's fair enough. In other words, don't use a good Christian league to become unlike Christ. No, is there anything wrong with playing softball? No. Unless, of course, <clears throat> well, it, there is something wrong with some of you playing. <laughs> I remember playing one time on a preacher's league, and we had one preacher that I hated to see him show up because he was just terrible. It was almost a sin for him to play. <clears throat> and you notice how some people who cannot always want to. You ever notice that? And he wanted to play center field. And I never could understand that because he couldn't run very fast. And he couldn't stop the ball. And I told him, I said, you know, if you're not going to be here next Sunday, let me know. I'll bring a bale of hay. <laughs> At least that'll stop a ball if it comes in its direction. <clears throat> We were joking, you know. He let several balls just go between his legs and just, where'd he go? And then he turns around and goes trucking after it and he couldn't go very fast. Well, <clears throat> what happens sometimes is people get so carried away with some of these things. And they get so carried away that after a while they get in the house of God and all they think about is, boy, <clears throat> we'd have just done this or we'd have done that. We would have won. Now, I don't suppose there's anything wrong with playing softball. In fact, I know there isn't. If I had any doubt in my mind, unless softball begins to hinder the race. Now, the first thing we want to do, we want to talk about weights then. So, Jason, we hope that you're in good shape. Why don't you just remove your coat, okay? And what I'd like to do, I'd like for uh, 
Craig to go over here and get one of these chairs, okay? And bring it here. I don't want you to get back up there. Carla, you come back up here. Now, <clears throat> what he's going to do, he's going to take this chair. Now, what he, Craig is going to have you to hold this chair. Now, you've got to run around here as fast as you can holding this chair. And you're going to be tired. Okay? Now, <clears throat> why don't you put the chair behind him? Let him run with it behind him, okay? Don't tie it. No, don't use the rope yet. You're too excited about tying. <laughs> now, you feel comfortable? No. All right. Now, here's a gentleman that's got his mind on sports. It's become kind of obsessive to him. He's missed some prayer time. In other words, when he comes in the house of God and when he goes out to witness and everything, what, is, what do you think he's carrying with him? He's carrying his softball game. That's what he's doing. He's got a hold of him. Won't let him go. He won't let go of it. It's on his mind. So, Sister Carla, start him, Brother Jeff. You're going to time it. And you mark, get set, go! Come on, you can beat that. <laughs> Boy, he's got, the, he's got it bad. Come on, Jason, come on, come on. You can play softball and come to church too. Twelve seconds. Now, he was, what was he to start with? Okay, I better, I better write these down. Somebody needs to be the scorekeeper. Brother Man, will you be the scorekeeper? All right. Now, three seconds. Now, did this affect his race or not? Now, what, what does a man need to do then in his service for the Lord after he's played softball? What's he need to do? He needs to pray. He needs to unshackle himself from that. You can't, you can't, you can't stay on the, on the baseball field forever because, you know, this is real life. See, you, you just can't stay on the baseball field forever. Now, this is, this is exactly what happens when people become obsessed with certain things. They get it on their mind. They even come to the house of God. They go to the prayer room. They spend more time deliberating about how they can play the game. Some people become fans. They'll miss church for rose bowls. Super Bowls. <clears throat> if anybody did this, boy, I hope God just zaps you good while I'm preaching. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We're not clapping for you either. <clears throat> All right. So this gentleman is obsessed. But... Uh, not too bad. In three seconds, it did affect him. Now, what we want him to do is run around here with two chairs. <clears throat> <clears throat> now, here's the situation now. The situation is that he not only is interested in softball and he cannot unshackle himself from it, but he is an avid fisherman and hunter. Am I talking to any fishermen and hunters? Okay. What's that? All right, okay. My, my, my. All right, so first, all right, we're talking about, we're talking about fishing and hunting. This could, Sister Carla brought this. This would be true. The ladies, the ladies like to, uh, they get involved in volleyball and cars and, uh, and what? So many of you are talking at one 
Oh, shopping. Shopping. My. Do we have any ladies here that like to shop? Look at the hands. Look at the hands. I'm telling you. I love to shop. I went shopping once or twice last year. Farm and Fleet's my favorite store. Yes, yes. All right, so, you know, this could be, you know, you, you have to think of the things that, that, is there anything wrong with shopping? I mean, my, if you didn't go shopping, I meant, uh, how would you eat? Uh, uh, you know, you know if, you, if you don't go shopping, then you go hunting and fishing. All right, okay. Now, Jason, we want you, this is his second obsession. We want you to pick this up. Now, we're going to wear him out. Let me ask you, is there someone that can take him out for pizza or something after church tonight? <clears throat> All right, Brad's going to pay for your... <laughs> I don't think he said pay, but that was included, Brad, okay? All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's see what happens now. On your mark, get set, Go! Go, Jason, go. Come on, you can go fishing. Stop. We, all right. We didn't add too much. Eight-tenths of a second. Boy, I'm telling you. Well... <clears throat> He's probably not much for ice fishing. That's probably the situation here. All right. <clears throat> oh. All right. Okay. <clears throat> now, Carla says, and here is a biggie. <clears throat> he has a girlfriend. <laughs> now... Craig, I want you to go over there and get two chairs. <laughs> no. hold, hold it. Oh, wait, hold it just a minute. And <laughs> Jeff says, what about the piano? <clears throat> now, Jeff, you can't judge all situations on your, you know, the merits of, of your own, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Now, after careful consideration of this matter, I think Craig should pick them up and run with them. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, can you carry those four? See what you can do, okay? Now, what we're going to let you do this time, we'll let you carry them any way you want to. I mean, when you get a girlfriend, you have to readjust anyway. <laughs> All right, go. No, don't go. We have, a, we have a judge. On your mark, get set, go. Everybody back there, watch your heads. Thirteen seconds. Boy, is he ever getting good, isn't he? Thirteen sixty. telling you he's doing pretty good now <clears throat> here's one that really gets you this is this is a biggie because we Americans fall for this in Revelation 3 uh, <clears throat> John talks about the church at Laodicea he says I know thy works verse 15 that thou art neither hot or cold nor hot. 
I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Now, material things can deceive you faster than anything. I don't suppose there's anything wrong with being blessed of God with material wealth. I read to you from the book of Proverbs last last Sunday night, in fact, Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Verse 10. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. God wants to bless us. Do you know that? But the problem is that when God blesses us, we become so attached that those things weighed us down. Don't you think that's what the Lord was talking about in Luke twelve eighteen when he talked about the rich farmer? He says, I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger barns. Isn't that what he said? The problem is, it wasn't the root of the barn. It was really not the increase. It was his attitude toward God. He says, then I will just sit down and say, soul, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. He left God out, didn't he? Jesus talked about the deceitfulness of riches. Now, I don't know how many more chairs you can carry. But you're just slowing down slower and slower and slower. Let's take about three more and let's see what happens. That gives him seven chairs. Yeah, He's got to have cars and he's got to have money. Because he has a girlfriend. He's obsessed with hunting and fishing. He plays softball every Sunday. And he, he's not praying. He can't. Now, here we go. What are we going to do with all of those, Jason? Now whose side are you running on? Are you, no, no. You have to pick them up. No. Oh, you're, 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 you got to get back in this center here. You're cheating. Okay. It's the way most people are, you know, when they get burdened down, they start cheating, don't they? I don't know. He'll have a flat top without having a haircut. <coughs> okay. On your mark, get set, Go. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Now remember, this this is the straight and the narrow that you're running on. Sometimes it isn't easy to get through. What, what was his time? Twenty point seventy seven. Twenty seconds, seventy seven hundredths. Now you see. Truthfully, isn't this what happens when a person becomes weighted down with the cares of this life? Isn't that what happens? You think this is what Paul is talking about when he addresses this matter? Now, is he he talking about sins that slow us down? No, he's talking about weights that just beset us. Things that just press so heavy upon us. And I've even talked to Christians, and you know what I've had Christians tell me? Well, I don't want to obligate myself. I've actually had them to tell me that. 
something as important as service to God, you will not commit to it because you are too tied up in life? The most important business that's taking place on this planet Earth, there's something morally wrong with any man who claims to be a Christian that will commit himself to pay bills on time, to go to work on time, to live in a house and keep it up, and he won't commit himself to the cause of Christ. There's something morally wrong with the man. You hear me? There's something morally wrong with a person who will spend hours and hours and hours on the telephone to get their business going, and they won't go in the prayer room and talk to Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? And you see what happens. See, after a while now, this affects you, and you become what? Lukewarm. And then you become cold. And then you're rejected of God. And that which really was not a sin then, it becomes sinful because it jeopardizes your walk or your relationship with God. Now what I'd like you to do is cut off about a four-foot section of this rope. Now this represents weights. The rope represents sin. There's another end that's real frayed. Get that other end if you don't mind. There you go. Just cut off enough to tie his hands up. All right. Now, what we want to do, Jason, now I know that you've been running and you're probably getting tired. <clears throat> we want to, we want to, we want to just tie your hands behind you and see if you can, see if you can beat the nine seconds. You think you can? You had nine seconds. Go over there and let Craig tie your hands behind you. This represents a sin. Now, it's not a, let's say it's not a big sin. He's just done something that's going to hinder him. See, according to the, to the Bible, 1 John 3, 4, the Bible explains sin as a transgression against the law of God. Nothing will hinder you're raised like, a, like sins. Nothing. Uh, this is not a real big thing, but at any rate, he doesn't have the liberty, the freedom that he, uh, that he had when he was first running. Isn't that true? All right. So... Let's see what he can do. Now, let's label this. Let's call this something. Let's say, what would this sin be? Uh, it's, it's not bad, but it, let's, let's, call it a, let's call it just a bad attitude. I don't know what's funny. <laughs> Let me ask you, Jason, you ever get a bad attitude? <laughs> Sharon, does he ever get a bad attitude? Occasionally. No, we don't want to put him on the spot by asking him. He doesn't have to answer any of these. We'll just try to figure it out, Jason. Okay, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Let's see what happens with this. With this bad attitude. Now this bad attitude, remember, it, 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 it affects him. It causes, it causes transgression because it, bad attitudes causes you to not be submissive to authority, to be disrespectful. Uh, nobody goes out witnessing with a bad attitude. You ever, you ever heard someone have a burden for souls that had a bad attitude? No. So let's see what this does. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Go. Just an attitude, Jason. Come on. It's not going to hurt you. <clears throat> you can run. Stop. 10.40. Now, he is 1.40 seconds 
slower than he was before he picked up this bad attitude. After he picked it up, pardon me. After he picked up his bad attitude. He's that much slower. All right. <clears throat> now, you've got to keep that attitude problem right now. Now what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to think of something else. What, uh, what would be some other progressive or digressive uh, thing that could happen? Not anything real bad. Let's say that, well, this is probably real bad, but his attitude caused him to become bitter and to talk gossip. Now, the Bible says that it's better to have your tongue cut out and cast in the sea than to gossip. No, I'm sorry. I got that mixed up with something else. That's not <clears throat> I'm sorry. Just forget I said that. That I had it mixed up with something else. <clears throat> it just seemed like Scripture, didn't it? All right. Just step up here, Jason. Now, what I want him to do is take and tie one rope around your uh, hands and another one around your ankle, just one of them. And we're going to see what happens. All right. He's mutilating my rope. Yeah, just one ankle. Of, of one foot. And see what happens. Now, we're talking about sins now. We're talking about things that will really tie you up. <clears throat> now, this rope is not nearly as heavy as the weights. But you're going to find out they become much more restrictive. Right now, well, I think he can run with that. I think he can run with that. Tie it a little tighter. I mean, we got to be fair, you know. There you go, about like that. All right. Okay, the judge is looking at this. <clears throat> All right, now let's see what he can do. Are you getting tired, Jason? This is a lot of fun, isn't it? Now <clears throat> All right, we're going to see what happens. Next time he's not going to volunteer. He's going to run a 100-yard dash in 14 minutes. All right, okay, let's go. On your mark, get set, go. Boy, he can scoot. 11.48, he got faster. Boy. Now... What do you think would happen to Jason now if he was weighted down? What do you think would happen to Jason, really, if he was weighted down? What was the first thing? Just a softball obsession? Let's put that back on him. Let's just put that on. Somehow you've got to carry that thing, okay? There you go. All right. Here you go. There you go. I'm, Carla is doing this right, I can tell you. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Not, he just has a bad attitude. He's been talking about people. And he's obsessed with playing softball. Twelve seconds even, okay. Now, it's very obvious if we started... Man, if he had a girlfriend now, he'd be in bad shape, wouldn't he? <laughs> this would do him in, wouldn't it? Now, but see, here's the situation. Let me, let me explain something. See, here's the situation 
whether we want to look at it like this or not, sometimes this happens to people and then they say, well, I don't understand why it's so hard to live for God. It just seems like, man, I'm telling you, who would want to get up out of bed and come to church anyway on Sunday morning? Who'd want to? Who'd want to go in the prayer room after all this? Tell me who would want to do that. Then let's say all of a sudden something drastically happens to Jason. Step back up here. He's going to take this other rope right here and he's going to tie your ankles together. Now, you're going to have to give him a little move, little room to move, but not much. Something like that. Now, I found out this guy can scoot. If you ever want anyone to clean out your attic or eave troughs or anything like this, this guy would be the guy to do it. I believe he can climb ladders and jump off of buildings. I, mean, I want to see him move with that on, man. I believe he can go with that. <clears throat> okay, now take just just take your obsession with you. Don't you you, you know take your obsession with you. One, just one. I'm going okay. Now let's 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 see let's see what he can do. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Now he has to be very careful. You know what's going to happen to him if he gets to going too fast? He's going to fall. He's going to stumble. That's what's going to happen. See. Stop. Thirteen point ninety-eight. I see. He's just getting slower and slower and slower. He's tired. For one thing, yes. But you know, you do get tired running the race, don't you? Life is difficult without all these problems. Now, Jason, just stand back up there. We're not going to time you anymore, okay? Now what I want to do, I want to load you down with a couple of other things, okay? Take the chair back if you would, okay? Now, let's say that this is a Christian who's been living for God many years, okay? Let's give him something else to carry. Uh, put a, can you get another chair somehow? Is there any any way you can carry another chair? I'm going to show you something here. All right. <clears throat> can you get that? Now... <clears throat> Let's take his own brother that certainly is not nearly as fast as he is. Micah, come up here. Come up here. Now, you've seen your brother, and you, you know how fast he is. Now, Micah is going to represent a new convert. He just started walking for God. He doesn't have the expertise, the experience, the know-how. He has nothing, but he's just free in God. Now, what I want Micah to do is take out running around when Sister Carla, and you fall in behind him. We'll see if you can catch him. Okay, Micah, you're going to have to run fast. Don't get in front of him. He's going to try to catch you, Micah. You want to pull your shoes off, Micah? He doesn't want to pull them off. Now, you know where to go? All right, Sister Carla's going to tell you when. If you don't want to pull your shoes off, that's fine. On your mark? No. On your mark, get set, go. Wait, false start. False start, come back. You ought to be fair. Judge says false start. There you go. This has to be right. This has got to be exciting. Mark, get set, go. Don't let him catch you, Micah. We don't want anybody to get hurt, you know. Stop. Now, let me just explain. Now, this is typical. This is what you see. And this is the reason why sometimes Christians that have been living for God for a long time. Stop. They, they get jealous of new converts. They say, 
Why is all the attention given to new converts? Seems like they're the only people around our church that get to do anything anymore. They're always up dancing in the spirit and and so forth. Man, when you when you get when you live for God as long as I've lived for God, seniority counts, doesn't it? Let me ask you this. You think it counts with God? Well, I think it does if you stay in the same position that the other person stays. You know, this is the reason why that the prophet of the Old Testament, speaking of Israel, that got so bogged down with all of her cares that the prophet said, A child shall lead you. How shall a child be able to lead the prophets of Israel? Because they stayed unshackled from the cares this world. Can you believe this? Weights and sins. Untie Craig. Go over there and untie You know what Jesus said? Jesus says, If thine hand offend thee, cut it off. Did you know what? It would be hard for the devil to handcuff a man with only one hand. You think about that. How could you tie up a man's hands if he only had one? You ever thought of that? What would happen to a handcuff if you just put it on an arm that didn't have a hand on it? You think that's what Jesus was saying? When he was saying that man has a chance to go to heaven if he only has one hand, but if his hand offend him, he sits tied up. He probably won't be able to run the race very swiftly. You guys can all be seated. Take your chair back with you and just take the, the big pile of chairs over to one side. They've done a great job. Jesus also had this to say in Matthew, the sixth chapter. Verse 19. Lay up not for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If, thy, if therefore thine eye be single, and what he's talking about in single, he's talking about focused in on one thing. It's all right to have material goods, but they cannot compensate for God. It's all right. To have a girlfriend or boyfriend, but not at the expense of losing out with the master. It's all right to have your little games and hobbies and such, but not at the expense of slowing your onward progress down. You have to become so single-focused you can untie yourself and unshackle yourself and unweight yourself. You know the reason why that we're asking that we pray and fast, chain prayer and fasting? Because we do believe that Jesus is soon to come. And if there's anyone that sits under the sound of my voice, if you if, if you're in a life of sin, you're like this man that's that's tied up and you're trying to run and you You're struggling, and you don't know what to do. You need to let Jesus untie you. See, Jesus said in John 8, 32, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It sets you free. 
Jesus went on to say, If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters. Who is your master? What is your master? Who are you servant to? You brought nothing into this world. You'll take nothing out. Remember, only what you do for God will last. We want you to stand at this time. Only what you do for God will last. This little object lesson tonight is as close to life as I can get it. It represents the real case, exactly what's taking place. And maybe some of you are so weighted down. Do you know that here at this altar tonight, God can pull those weights off your shoulders? Some of you are tied and weighted. You're tired, you're weary. John Bunyan in his book Pilgrim's Progress talks about the sinner. He says it's like a man who's carrying a big load on his back. There's no place to rest, there's no place to get rid of it. It's there, it will be there forever. You can't get rid of it. But then he comes to the only place in life called the rest station. You know what it was? It was the cross. When he came to the cross, representing the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, it was the only rest place in life. Jesus said, Come unto me, all of you that labor and are of heavy laden. I will give you rest. I know what it's like to feel like Jason, carrying all these chairs. Troubled in my mind because there were so many things clouding the issue, out of focus, not knowing which way to go. I know what it's like to have my ankles tied together tight where I can't even run, and every time I struggle, I fall flat on my face. Can't go. I know what it's like. But one day, thank the Lord Jesus. Jesus came by. Some preacher had the sword, the word in his hand. He just cut me loose and let me go. I promised God. When I became free, I'll never become tied down again. I always want this liberty. I always want this freedom. And I believe there's something in the soul of every man that cries out, Let me be free! Unshackle me! Let me enjoy my Maker, my life, and my God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to open the altar tonight to anyone who'd like to come and pray and unshackle themselves. Maybe weights, maybe not bad, maybe just an attitude, maybe an obsession, but something has you. Maybe a sin that has you tied down, maybe not too great, but enough to slow you down. And then maybe some who are tied tightly, Bound tightly and weighted down also. Why don't you come on tonight? It's such a good time to free yourself of all of these things. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Come on right now. From all over the building, people are coming. Oh, will be
planted in the end Invite someone to come. Turn around and ask someone to come. For Christ will last. Remember only what you do for Christ will last. Come on right now. There's still enough room for you to come and pray. What you do for Christ will last.